You're listening to Eric Latrice on the air. Your one-stop shop for inspiration. Visit us online at www.ericalatrice.com. Embody the movement. Empower your life. Now, here is your host, Erica. Hello and welcome to Erica Latrice on the air. I am Erica Latrice and this is your one-stop shop for inspiration. You can hear the excitement in my voice because our special guest today, I feel like, has done something, um, stepping out of the comfort zone, stepping out of the box, and she's using what many would consider adversity as a stepping stone. So I'm really excited uh, to welcome today. She is an author. She has a message. She has taken her challenges in the corporate world and turned them into a movement. So welcome with me on today's show, Annette Long. How are you doing today, Annette? Hi, Erica. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. This is really exciting for me. I'm glad that uh, we're going to get to talk about these things and things that we um, you have brought up that, you know, being authentic and a story to tell. So, Yes. Well, before we jump into that, we're doing challenges um, throughout the show where if you're listening right now, you can participate in the challenge and get some goodies and some highlights on the show. Um, and our recent challenge is the doppelganger lookalike. And I've continued this because it's really cool to see um, for people to like go to the site and get connected more. Have you ever been mistaken for someone else or compared to someone else or have like a lookalike? For me? Yes. <laughs> Would you believe I've been hearing, I remind people of Erica, no, not Erica Long, Nia Long, Ooh. believe it or not. Nia Long, I have had people say, you look like Nia Long. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool with you guys having the same last name too, so. And exactly, exactly. It's the same last name. And I think, especially if I pull my hair back into a bun, I think I get more people saying, you remind me of Nia Long. I've had someone just in the last week say that to me. Well, that will be fun. Everyone, you're going to find out how to get to her website so that you can see for yourself and connect with Annette. So Annette, let's jump in. Can okay. you tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got started um, in the place that you're in now with speaking, sharing, and with your book? Yeah, certainly. Um, I come from a very lengthy, I did 20 years in the corporate sector. My last position being vice president of commercial client services. I had the largest division in the company. And I did a lot of traveling. I, you know, most of my accounts involved me going to Miami or Lauderdale. You know, somebody has to do it, right? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, the whore. <laughs> somebody's got to do it. You know, I've been as far as the Philippines. So, but you know, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> but what happened is I um, started having very erratic behavior. I would cry. I would, you know, laugh uncontrollably. I started calling out from work. And I really had no idea what was wrong with me. And when you start and you have the largest division in the company, your senior team is going, no, we can't have that happen. So mm. they ended up, what happened is I ended up being pulled from that account and placed on a very low um, budget type account that really wasn't generating any revenue. And I didn't understand. And that only made me 
you know, more depressed. And I still was having the erratic behavior, the crying, the not wanting to get out of bed. And then I went to the doctor and they said that you're being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And I was devastated because one, I didn't understand what that is, what it was. And people, once you come out and say, I have a mental illness, you are written off as a leper. I had problems with my family because it was just something that was just unacceptable. And, you know, my mother would think, you know, just slap yourself and you'll be okay. And it doesn't work like that. It is really an illness and people have a tendency to shun you when you come out of the closet and say, you know, I suffer with this. And the book that I wrote, I couldn't have said it better, came about because I was very well known in the industry and being let go in a nice way, I figured, you know, I'll get picked up. People know me in the industry. And I waited, Erica, and I waited. And that phone call never came. Mm. And what happened was I said, I got to do something. So I just started writing and I wrote every single day. And this went over a period of four or five years. And in the writing, I did discuss that I had a mental illness. And if people follow me on Facebook, they will see also that I have come out and said, yes, I have a mental illness, I have bipolar. Yes, I've been hospitalized five times. But for the person that's out there going, oh, I don't believe she just said that. It's real. And I'm not ashamed to tell people it's real. And the book is just simple excerpts of life antidotes and it's very inspirational it's kind of broken into three categories it's funny it's um inspirational it has its parts like how can i say it i have one section in there's called sex versus sexy i have quirky titles of uh, the butler did it cosmic bellboy so it kind of always gets the reader going what is she talking about and then when they read it they're like oh i get it that was a funny title she used to explain it so it's very catchy titles and i think that when women read it i don't call it the aha moment because in the book i say if it's aha you got caught in the freezer eating ice cream at three o'clock in the morning that is my aha moment but women will go and they'll say wow i never thought about that or wow that's funny or, wow, yeah, I should have looked at that. And where I am now, Erica, and it's an excerpt from the book, it's called The Downside of Up. I had to file for bankruptcy. I had a beautiful townhouse. I had beautiful cars. And there's nothing more emotional than having to be diagnosed with bipolar disorder, run through your finances, have to give up your house, cars, and move in with your mother. I love my mother, but when you move home with your mother, you feel like you have hit rock bottom, especially coming from my background. And that's when I started writing. That was the inspiration of going from having everything to having absolutely nothing. No bank account, nothing. No 401, nothing. So I was on my downside up because it was like I couldn't go any further down. So there was no place to go but up. 
And in the book, I do write about that. And I'm sure there are women that can relate to that because some women think, you know, when the rug is pulled from under them, that it's the end. There is no bounce back. And my message and my platform is speaking about mental illness, but I want to make people inspired to know that it's not the end of the road. It's not any way that you can't get back to what you had. And in my case, I just really stopped chasing the corporate life and decided I'm going to write and I'm going to speak and I'm going to walk around and I'm going to tell people that it's okay. So that's where I am with it, Erica, to um, how I got things started. So I actually have a question for you. This is really good because I feel like there, to your point, there's a lot of times where we feel like everything around us is what validates our worth. It validates yes. our importance. And, and people, as you shared in your own story, are fickle. One day people can be excited. You are the best thing since sliced bread. And the next day, many of us have experiences. It's a total loss. And um, I actually experienced several i'm sure we all have several setbacks and i think about that too like there was a time where in a single weekend it seemed like everything fell apart in a short short time period and for me in that time period it was amazing because i'll never forget um a cousin of mine she still it inspires me what she wrote but basically she talked about like god is a restorer because she sat back and witnessed everything that i've lost be restored completely um Exactly. And it felt like, you know, just as easily as it had been taken away. But something else that you said, I don't want to, um, I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you're <laughs> familiar with uh, Lark Voorhees, she played Lisa Turtle on Saved by the Bell. Are you familiar with her? No, I have to plead guilty on that one. Okay, no problem. Well, I'll give you like a really quick rundown. She was one of the most, uh, favorite characters on this hit TV show um, throughout the early 90s, I want to say maybe late 80s, early 90s. Um, the show was just a household show. Many people loved her character. Um, she also happened to be one of the, the only African-American leading um, actress on the show. She hit like really great heights of success. And recently she was um, sharing in an interview with Dr. Oz how she felt like she had, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but essentially had been blackballed because at one point her mother made it known that she was suffering um, from bipolarism. And in addition to that, she just had things going on with her mental health that she didn't even, she, they couldn't identify. They didn't know what was going on because this was someone who was once um, again in the spotlight and how you said like leading and doing all these things. And she went from that to, she shared that she was having trouble even forming her words at one point because of all of the thoughts rapid rapid firing in her mind that she exactly. could get her words out. And she was, you know, this once very articulate, um, high platform person now being blackballed. And she talked about the pain of that. So what 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 do you say to that person that maybe they're seeing things like this? They're seeing people being diagnosed with mental health um, challenges, people experiencing this, and they're on the I w they're not on the receiving end. They're actually the ones that are turning their backs and, and not understanding it. What advice would you give or what do you say to those people that are unsure how to approach someone that is well, dealing, no, go ahead. That's just someone that's dealing with that. How do they, how can they be a supporter instead of someone that's actually toxic to that situation? I would say do your research because I have done that on different people like schizophrenia. 
I didn't know what schizophrenia was. All I know is that it's a mental illness. And for me, if I didn't have a mental illness and I met a person and they happened to share that they were schizophrenic, I would do my research because people have this perception, especially with schizophrenia, that they're quote unquote crazy. They walk around and they talk to themselves. They act um, abnormal, whatever abnormal is. And people don't understand what is really going on. You know, it's the, the movie, The Beautiful Mind. Those people are sometimes very, very intelligent. And I, if I can share, I was in a mental hospital and there was a gentleman, an older gentleman, and all he did was write equations on the board. And I looked and I said, those are physics equations this man is writing. And they went, oh, well, he's schizophrenic. But this man is a genius. I said, do you know what kind of math equations that he's putting there? But the point is, I think people who don't um, understand something should do research to find out what is it? What type of, of things um, does that person feel? Types of medication, types of, of uh, adverse effects that it can have. Uh, recently, you just saw, um, I don't know if you saw, there's a commercial that's talking about if you have bipolar disorder, that you may start getting twitches and you might look like you're playing a piano. And somebody can look at that and go, oh, well, what's what's wrong with that person? But if you're, you watch the television or if you've done some research, you'll find out what's really going on with the person. And if you want to best support that person, instead of labeling, labeling them as crazy, take a look at really what's going on. Because really, unbeknownst to people, bipolar is a chemical imbalance in the brain. And I, and I have to share this. I was so un, out of it, not understanding what bipolar was. I was dating a gentleman and they gave me this pill for bipolar. It put 35 pounds on me in one month. I thought I was going to die. And then because of the weight, I gained another 20 pounds because I was depressed. And I had a gentleman who I was dating leave me because of the weight. Herein, a person who did not do their research, instead of saying, well, you're just fat and I don't want to be bothered with you anymore. If he had said, you know what, Let, let's work this out. Let's find out what's going on. And if he had done some research, he would have saw that there are different like, type medications that will put weight on you. And that's also a challenge with people who might have bipolar or schizophrenia. There's a lot of adverse effects that happen with us when we have to take certain type of medications. And you see on television, oh, take this pill and oh, take that pill. It doesn't work like that. They call it getting the perfect cocktail. And that's what you have to do. But I would say, I know I went round and about about it, but it's research. It's all about doing research and, and understanding when you see someone acting a particular way. And I tell people there is a difference between being sad and being depressed. They're not one and the same. Yes. Well, I would love for you to share just a bit about when you got to the point of, um, and I think that's powerful too, like to break down the differences, because as you just said, 
if we are not aware, if we don't take the time out to learn more and understand things, we can make rash decisions and we can miss powerful opportunities to be a support um, for someone in need just by simply, you know, turning a blind eye to being open to understanding. So when you were experiencing this for the first time and not knowing what was going on with you, what was that moment for you like, Annette, that made you go out and get the diagnosis and, and find out what was going on in that, um, in that moment? I actually went to my primary care physician and he had a, an associate that worked there. And I went to her and she started talking to me and all of a sudden, and it wasn't anything that she was saying, I just burst into tears, uncontrollable crying. And she's looking at me and being a doctor, she understood, or this particular doctor understood bipolar because her daughter was bipolar. So she was able to understand where I was coming from. And she was the one that said, you are suffering from bipolar disorder and I want you to see a psychiatrist because they can um, do talk therapy as well as prescribe medication. And I did do that and was very successful. A lot of people have a stigma about therapy and they think, oh, it's something wrong with that. You know, you're crazy. I still go to therapy. I still go because it helps me keep an even keel so that every day that I'm out here, it's okay. I don't have to feel like I'm hiding behind uh, this dark curtain and nobody can know what's going on. I still go because I go because there are other people who are going through the same thing and it's your safe place. It's a place where, <laughs> excuse me, it's a place that you can go and share and you find out that everybody is going through the same thing. They've got the family problems. They've got the friend problems. People that don't want to take the time to find out really what's going on. And you find that you become alienated from your family and your friends. Wow. And that's, I mean, I think that's really important too, because it comes down to also being a self-advocate. A lot of times we can ignore when it, things go off or when we you know, something's just not right. And I love that you share how you took that initiative to go in and follow up with it. And speaking of following up, for those who are listening, if they want to get connected with you and continue this conversation, which I love the name of your website, to continue the conversation, what's the best way that they can get connected with you and support what you're doing? Absolutely. You can um, go to my website and it's it seems like you guys say a double negative. It's just a conversation dot us. And I'll repeat that. It's ITS just a conversation dot us. And that will take you to my website. You can read more about me, my background, um, where I went to school, where I'm living. And you can contact me on there. It'll also have information about how you can purchase the book or get an ebook. Awesome. Annette, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out to be on the show today. I think that this being just conversation was actually really <laughs> some great, um, some great insight that I think is important that we are aware of. Again, those things that feel a little off or taking yep. care of ourselves and doing it without apology, which you do. Right. Exactly. If you don't feel right, 
then check it out because some people try to hide what they feel or dismiss what they feel. And that's, um, if I can just mention, that's why a lot of suicides are happening because people have been either meant to feel guilty or they don't understand what is going on in their brain. That's powerful. So you all, if this message encouraged you today, if this resonated with you, make sure that you share this episode, tag a friend, tag a trailblazer. If something that Annette said resonated with you, make sure that you reach out to her. You can go to itsjustaconversation.us. So that is the link, not .com, U-S. Okay, U-S. Get, yes, you can join her and uh, learn more about this book that she's written. I want to say thank you so much for those of you who have been tuning in to the show. Make sure that you participate in this week's challenge. Actually, we've been doing this for, I think, two weeks now. So participate in the challenge, tag a trailblazer. And if you have a message and you're ready to turn your message into a movement, the best place that you can start is joining me in the Amplify Her Lounge. And you can go to AmplifyHerLounge.com. It's a totally free leaders membership online that you can get plugged into and get some really great trainings bonuses to help you start launching your message so again thank you for tuning in go out and make today amazing because it is absolutely a choice i dare you to soar if you're ready to step out i'm telling you can transform your life in 21 days by taking the 21 day focus fast and you can get that at thefocusfast.com for more inspiration, visit us online at ericalatrice.com.